The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Well, we continue today in the book of Wisdom, Proverbs, and today we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 4. Alex McFarland here along with Bert Harper. This is Exploring the Word. This is a program where we study the Scriptures, and we also take Bible questions, but something else that we also do, we talk about a lot of important issues, and Bert, few, if any, are as important as the issue of life, and today we're going to continue to talk about our appreciation for preborn which is a wonderful ministry of life. It really is. Each year around this time, we partner with Preborn for a week, but then one day a week, we get to interview someone connected with Preborn, and that is no difference. We've had Dan Steiner on several times. Dan has been our guest on Exploring the Word, uh, not just one or two, but several times at NRB and this week. But this week, we've got a special guest that we want to introduce to you. Her name is Roxy Lamorgis, and Roxy is the executive director of Preborn, working under Dan, the president, with 40 different passionate, I love this, pro-life individuals. Roxy, welcome to Exploring the Word. Thank you, gentlemen, for having us, and thank you for your partnership with Preborn. Well, we love it, and this is one of our favorite weeks. We loved what you guys are doing 16 years. Uh, how long have you been with Preborn, Roxy? It's about eight years at this point. Um, what a journey it has been. A great privilege to be able to save lives and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Roxy, hi. Alex McFarland here. So honored to have you on. Uh, as the executive director of, of Preborn, what all do you do, Roxy? I do whatever, the uh, anything that needs to be done organizational-wise, pretty much. We all serve the ministry, and we're here to be followers and servants of Jesus Christ. Um, that's anywhere from running organizations, building programs, um, talking to partners, faithful partners like you all are, sometimes stewarding the women themselves. Yes. Well, we're glad that you could be on with us today. And let's set it up. What is the ministry of Preborn? Now, we've told them all week, but we would love to hear it from you, Roxy. What is the ministry of Preborn? Preborn is an offering to the Lord. Our desire is simply this, to make as much impact as we can as outreaching directly to the clients and as serving alongside many uh, network providers and partner clinics across the nation so that we could be more effective in saving lives and saving souls. Well, uh, and is preborn operative throughout America? Are, are you in all 50 states? So, preborn is a national organization, but we primarily focus on the nation's highest abortion state. That would be um, California, Florida, Texas, um, the DMV area, Illinois, Metro, New Jersey. Um, because in those states is where 56 to 58 percent of abortion actually occur in the nation. And what is amazing, and I know this, Dan told me, they try to look at those places, look at Planned Parenthood, where they're located, and uh, many times they support a, a crisis pregnancy center that's already there or open one. And that is trying to do everything it can right in the very pit of the abortion meals that's going on in America, and we appreciate that. Now, what this means is, why do we bring this on? Because you can be a part of the ministry. Here is Roxy, who is executive director, great, but you can be a partner with them by sharing in the ministry, and that's what we want to do uh, here on Exploring the Word. Because of our connection with American Family Radio, we're doing our best to make preborn have the effectiveness of, that they can with the finances that are available because they have ultrasounds. And these ultrasounds, they really make a difference. And by $28, we'll pay for one free ultrasound for one woman who comes in to one of these clinics and they can see their child and they can hear their child's heartbeat 80% of the time they 
Choose Life. And for $140, you can do five free ultrasound. What an opportunity. At 80%, that means four out of the five, if I did my math right. So here's the number. Mm. Let me give it out because we want to give it about two or three times, even in this interview, because I believe our folks are ready to do that and make that part of what their ministry is about. 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Or if you want to go online and do this, you can do it at AFR.net. The banner's right there on the top. Follow that link, and you can make that contribution today. Alex, uh, what an opportunity it is for our listeners, isn't it? Well, it, it really is, and Roxy, we appreciate the mission of Preborn so much. And again, anybody that wants to participate, I mean, what a uh, what a comparatively small amount of money that really does so much, uh, $28. And again, the number is 877-616-2396. Roxy, let me ask you this. What what are ways that you love to see people get involved? I mean, when churches or individuals begin to catch a vision for preborn and they, they begin to get involved, what excites you most about that? I think the fact that, you know, abortion is not a political issue. It is a sin issue. It is a biblical issue. And to see the people of God getting on board and in line with the truth of God's Word, that is an exciting thing for us, because it is ultimately about that. It is ultimately about what the Word of God says. Um, Secondarily, you know, these women, they're mostly afraid. Uh, They don't need arguments and all these things. Uh, When it comes down to the real of abortion, it boils down to this one woman and her pregnancy and how much she needs love and compassion and how that tr- leads us ultimately to speak truth in her life and brings her to a place of freedom and transformation, not just by giving her practical things uh, through this crisis pregnancy, but really introducing her to the ultimate need that she has, which is Christ Jesus. With that in mind, listen to these figures in the last 16 years. There's been 450,000 women considering abortion. More than 2,000, 200,000 of those babies' lives have been saved, and 65,000 women have surrendered their lives to Christ. Alex, uh, this is an opportunity for evangelism, an opportunity for moral uh, change Amen. and a life saved. Uh, I what a ministry! And let me just share with you: if you're been saying we vote pro-life, Amen. But this is an opportunity to do something else, and that is add to the life and make it possible for a child to be born that would have possibly uh, had their lives ended. And you can do that by calling eight seven seven six one six two three. Nine six, Alex. Yes, great opportunity for us all, isn't it? Well, and every person that interacts with preborn, uh, as I understand it, they get the gospel presented, and so not only expectant mothers, not only the life of the unborn, but very often other people in the life of that young woman, uh, maybe a husband or boyfriend, or a uh, lot of people. Roxy, a lot of people hear the gospel because of this, don't they? Yes, and I, I just want to, at the end of the day, it's about stories, it's about real lives, and we celebrate all these numbers, that, and I'm excited about it because I, I believe God delights in fruitfulness and growing, but one time we had this client that walked in our pregnancy clinic in California, and we were sharing the truth about life, that's what primarily she came in there for, we had her ultrasound sharing the results of that, but you know, she couldn't speak um English. So we had her mom talk to them, help translate, and in our sharing of the gospel, and you'll you'll think this is amazing. This is how God just does things. And our sharing of the gospel to that abortion-minded woman who already chose life, we share the truth of Christ. Her mom that was interpreting, her boyfriend and the client 
And I think one other family member, I knew, I remember there were four people in that room. They all gave their life to Christ. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey, that's 100%, not just 80%. And amen. Well, Roxy, we are so thrilled with the work of Preborn. Uh, give our appreciation to your boss, Dan Steiner. We, yes. Alex and I, just thank the world of him. He's helped us on exploring the word several amen, times, yes. and we just love that and thank God for that. So, Roxy, one more time before we let you go, give a admonition to those who are listening why in, investing in the ministry of pre- preborn would just be a blessing. Yes, thank you for that. I Ultimately, it's about this. There's about hundreds of thousands of women year after year that are in need of our help. This is our job as the body of Christ to rally about uh, around that woman who is about to make one of the, if not the best decision or the worst decision of her life and live with the consequences or the joys of that decision. And I believe it is our job. It is our opportunity to step into that area of decision-making where she instead gets to choose life for herself through the gospel of Jesus Christ and life for her baby. $28 underwrites one ultrasound or $140 for five ultrasounds. Um, it saves the lives, the moms, the babies, and as you heard today, maybe even their families. Amen. Wow. That number, Roxy, let me give it, Alex, 877-616-2396 or go online at AFR.net. Roxy, thank you for being with us today. It's been great, hasn't it, Alex? It really has. God bless you, sister. Thanks for being with us, and thank you for the great work you're doing. Thank you for the opportunity and your partnership. God bless you both. Amen. God bless you. Alex, we're in Proverbs 4, and I want to read a scripture, I think, that goes along with that. And listen to this. It's Proverbs 4, 14 and 15. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it, turn away from it, and pass on. Now, I want to tell you, God warns us against going into sin, but the good news is for those that are in sin, God delivers us, and that's what preborn's all about because there's been something that's taken place. It may not have been sin, but it was an unplanned pregnancy, but you, through your finances, can intervene and make a difference in a life of a mother and the life of that baby, Alex. That's awesome, isn't it? Well, it really is. And folks, stay tuned. We've got a brief break coming up, but we're going to continue in Proverbs 4 on today's edition of Exploring the Word, plus your phone calls and Bible questions. It's a full show, a great show, and we want you to stay tuned. Don't go away. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Dr. Tony Evans says the key to getting the most out of life is following the direction God laid out for us. But what if we try steering our way down some other course? We'll hear about the symptoms and solutions today as we spend two minutes with Tony. All of us know what it is, uh, or most of us, to have our cars out of alignment. If your car is out of alignment, then the wheels get shaky. When your car is out of alignment, the tires wear unevenly. So things are not wearing right, things are all shook up because something is not aligned properly. Ezekiel 16 verse 62 says, I have given you my covenant that you might know me. 
The Bible is clear, watch this, that the goal of the covenant is to deepen your relationship and experience of God. And when you lose sight of this principle of the covenant, this binding relationship ordained by God, then you will automatically limit the movement of the king in your experience. And that is why so many Christians are living in defeat because they're outside of alignment with the covenant. You know you're in alignment because, he says, you are keeping my commandment. If what you do and what God says disagrees, you're out of alignment with the covenant and you're, therefore, you're diminishing the relationship with the living God. Learn how to get your life back on the course God intended for you. Check out Tony's CD series, Kingdom Stewardship, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Somehow you see through my heart And you welcome me with open arms just as I am Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bernie and Alex with you on this Thursday. We're in Proverbs 4. Uh, We're taking a proverb a day for four days, but that means tomorrow we will not be in chapter or Proverbs 5. We will be at Fire Away Friday with all your questions, so get those questions ready. And Alex and I love to answer those questions. And at the end of uh, this segment, into the third segment, we'll take your questions again. And so be ready for that. Alex and I enjoy that. But we're in Proverbs 4. Alex, listen to this. Now, see see what this is. This shows you the relationship, I would say, the personal involvement. Listen to these words. Chapter 4, verse 1 of Proverbs. Hear, my children. That's verse 1. Verse 10. Hear, my son. Listener, hear. And then again in verse 20. My son. This is a like a father pleading with their children to to take that advice, to listen to what he's learned, to listen to what God has taught them. And and Proverbs is a lot like that, desiring us to have wisdom and then use that wisdom with understanding in the paths that God has laid out for us. That's what Proverbs really is trying to accomplish, isn't it? Well, well, it really is. And, you know, I love this. And I, I used to hear teachers that I respected preach on Proverbs uh, 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, let me say this. Uh, all through the first three chapters, it talked about wisdom, truth, the pathways of life, righteousness, and seek it like gold and precious treasure. And I, I love this. Um, do you remember in the New Testament, and this is kind of repetition for em- emphasis, it says, uh, having done all to stand. You remember that? Right. Well, it, with all thy getting, get wisdom. So, you know, it, it's not money, material things, but it's God's truth. I just want to say this as we were concluding that interview with Roxy of uh, Preborn. Uh, life is such a primary issue, and we've talked about this a lot, and that's why we're encouraging people to stand for life. I counted, Bert, in Proverbs chapter 4, eight times it talks about God's truth being life. It says in verse 4, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. And verse 6 says God's truth will preserve your life. So eight times just in one chapter, Bert, I'm I'm starting to think that the true and living God cares about life. Amen. And the path of life, that is the whole idea. We talked about 125 times it talks about path and, and, and way, or paths and ways, and it's life. It's our journey, the path we take, the way we go. And here he sets it up, the writer Solomon sets it up, Notice what he says in verse 2, for I give you good doctrine. He is saying, I am teaching you truth. And just like you said, get wisdom. Know this doctrine down. 
uh, listen, we talk about apologetics, and apologetics goes a long way and is so important. But listen, the best apologetic, you know, is Jesus Christ. That is what you've got to nail down. The others will fall in place. I honestly believe that when you get Christ as your Savior by asking him to come into your life and by faith trust him, he comes in, set him as Lord of your life, go into the Word of God. What does he say about marriage? What does he say about life? What does he say about issue? And that sets you up to be able to stand, as you said, having done all, stand. And that's what the book of Proverbs, especially these first nine verses, Solomon is laying out, I'm giving you good doctrine. I'm giving you good teaching. Obey it, son. Follow it. That's good advice. Well, amen. You know, you and I both have said this, and we've said it in hopefully a number of ways, but I know on, on an issue, any issue, I know where I stand because I know where the Bible stands, right? And and I've got friends, and I'm not saying they're not saved. I think they, they do love the Lord, but they've never really uh, gotten into the Bible. And sometimes some of my Christian friends are like all over the map when it comes to some very core issues about life and practice and priorities and our culture. And so when when... Verse 2 of Proverbs 4 says, For I give you good doctrine, good teaching, (laughs) rock-solid truth. And I'm going to say this, we're going to move on, but when it comes to issues like morality and marriage and the sanctity of life, look, that's not Alex's opinion, that's God's truth. I mean, I believe it, obviously it is what I believe and live, but we're not preaching these things because Bert or Alex dreamed it up. It's because it's in the Word of God. And the Word of God is still with us. Proverbs, uh, you know, hundreds of years written before Jesus would be born, and still that wisdom is so strong. Now, verse 10, again, verse 9, 1 through 9 is saying, take my word and obey my word as my doctrine. Verse 9, it switches a little bit with more encouragement. It says, hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. It's the blessings that follow, Alex. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in the right paths. There's that word again. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Sounds a little bit like Isaiah, doesn't it, uh, in, yes. in that term? Take Now listen to this, verse 13. Take firm hold of instruction and do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Listen. The doctrine of Christ, you said it the first time in Monday when we were talking about Proverbs and you was talking about wisdom, is that Jesus? Yes, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ brings great wisdom. And, And Alex, you was talking about your friends. I have them too, and they think this, they think that, because what they're doing, they're putting their opinion above some of the things that's taught in the Word of God. And here it says, keep her, for she is your life. Stay with the word. Stay with the wisdom of God's word. Don't deviate. Set your face as a flint toward God and let your paths go straight to him. That's what the writer of Proverbs is setting this up for children and for for all of us that we would go toward God and follow him. Have you ever heard this saying, and uh, my professor Elmer Towns, you remember Elmer Towns, great Christian educator, but he would always say, sow a thought, reap a behavior. Sow a behavior, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. And sow a character, and you reap a destiny, right? Look, thoughts, the things you dwell on, the things you feed into your mind, it yields itself in your behavior and the person you become, and then the life you live. Now, you go on down there, and it says in verse 14, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. In other words, evil, sin, go the other way, get away from it. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall, for they eat the bread of wickedness. Bert, uh, that phraseology there in verse 17, the bread of wickedness and the wine of violence, is talking about a life's lifestyle and habits. And, you know, I meet people, and very often it's, it's very sad. People are, you know, getting on in years from 
let's just say 30 to 100, you know, people reach adulthood, then middle age. And very often, unless the Lord intervenes, it's like the die is cast. Look, I'm not sure people can change, but the Lord can change people. Amen. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's the thing, and and I know we have young people listening to this show. We have we have teenagers. Look, put your feet on God's path like now, because with each passing day, you are becoming the person that you'll be. Now, maybe you've been decades not really living for the Lord. The good news is you can start walking with Jesus today. You can build your life on his word beginning today. And and it's an amazing thing, Bert. I've met people in their 60s and 70s, and they, they turn to the Lord later than they should have. But even so, God just has a way of making the time you've got left really, really count. Amen. But, Amen. Yes. But Proverbs 4 is talking about the behaviors that we engage in, the people with whom we associate, it all adds up to the person that we've become. really does. Uh, Joel says he'll restore the years that the locust has eaten. I want to just tell you, God does great things. He wants to keep you away from the wicked path. That's what this is all about. But if you're on that wicked path, he wants you to take you off of it and put you on the straight path. Because look at the contrast in verse 17 and 18. I'll read 17 again. As you said, and again, it's good. For they eat, those that are following the way of the wicked, they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just, and here, I think this is the key verse Mm. in all of this whole chapter. It says, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter, ever brighter unto the perfect day. In other words, you follow Christ now, and each step of the way, it leads you to what? A brighter day, a brighter day until you come into glory, which is called glorification for those that are saved. You see, there's three parts of salvation. There is that redemption. You have been saved. There's the sanctification of salvation. That is, you are being saved. You're growing in Christ. You're becoming more like him. And at that point in death, when you pass from life Unto eternity, it's glorification. And here, I think verse 18 is talking about the walk with God, Alex. The path, the way. I read it again. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter under the perfect day. And then another contrast. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Alex, Mm. the way of Christ is the way of life the way of light, and the way of love. And I know that's more than just three words that start with L. It That makes it a what Jesus called an abundant life, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. And uh, Bert, in counseling people, as as you and I do and others, have you ever met people, and I mean their their life is a mess, and part of it, they they will not take responsibility for their own decisions. Look at this. The way of the wicked is as darkness. By the word, by the way, in verse 19, the word way is the, is the word for highway. It, it literally means in the Hebrew, the highway that you're on. Hey, and if, if you're going the wrong direction, as the old saying is, God allows you turns, okay? The way of the wicked is darkness. They know not what makes them stumble. Have you ever met people and they're like, I just don't know why I can't get a break? Well, I do, because you're living immorally. You're living in sin. You're not taking responsibility. But if you will turn to Jesus and start to do right, God will bless you. I mean, have you ever, in the pastorate, we all, we counsel people, and I'm like, look, this is not hard. Uh, You're living for sin, and it's destroying you. Let it go and turn to Jesus and watch things begin to improve. Alex, repeat what you said about Elmer Towns, about sowing a thought. And and I want everyone to listen to this. I heard this early on in my life as well, and it really made me think, okay, from 10 years from now, what's what's this decision that I'm making now? What will that mean 10 years from now? Would you mind repeating that, those steps? Yes, this was orientation at Liberty University in the fall of 89 
but I remember it well. He said, sow a thought, reap a behavior. Sow a behavior and reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. And sow a character, you'll reap a destiny. And I mean, that is that is what Proverbs 4 is really about, isn't it? Well, it, it really is. And then it goes on, and those, those just tender words, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. See, it's hearing with your ears, seeing with your eyes, emulate with your life. Put it in your heart. Now, verse 22. For they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Bert, I bet Proverbs 4.23, I bet you could preach a revival on that verse. You can, you you can. Now, one more thing, time's getting close, but you've already started it. Notice, ears, eyes, heart, heart again. In verse 24, your mouth, your lips. Verse uh, 25, eyes and eyelids. And then it finishes up with a path. In other words, what you hear, what you see, what you think, what you say, they do affect our path, Alex. And and so verse 23 is, again, uh, it, it's a powerful verse. Keep your heart with all diligence. Uh, some say guard your heart. And mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I've read the Hebrew word, and guard really has the idea be careful what you let in. Be careful what you put out. Guard your heart with all diligence. And uh, that has to, if you're a young person that Alex was talking to and you're, dry, you're riding or driving and you're hearing this, that means your, quote, your dating life. That means your, your study life. That means everything about it. Guard your heart. Be very careful. Let God put a seed over it and be careful of what comes in. Yes. Verse 24, and I'm, I'm just going to read these and we'll comment, but it said, and 23, out of the heart comes the issues of life, that's for sure. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. The word in, I've got the King James, froward, F-O-R-F-R-O-W-A-R-D, means crooked. Put away from you a crooked mouth and perverse lips. In other words, tell the truth, all right? Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right or the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Bert, we need to ponder the path we're on, because the path you're on, folks, it's leading somewhere. Yeah, look at that last, do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your direction toward what? As it said earlier, the sun in verse 18, go toward God where the light is and it's bright and he will guard you. Hey, we're going to take phone calls. That phone number, 888-589-8888. The Lord has come and he is radically changing lives in prisons and countless other points around the globe. Hearts of stone are made into hearts of flesh. Prodigals are coming home. Rick Robertson encourages brothers and sisters to continue in prayer for those who seem far from the Lord. The Spirit can reach even hardened criminals, and we know He can reach prodigals in your family. Read Rick's article, The Lord Has Come, at afa.net slash the stand. Weekday mornings at 8 Central, Pastor Jeff Shreve offers real truth for today. I'm the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. The world around us is rapidly changing, but God and His truth will never change. I may be the host of the show, but I want God's Word and His truth to be the star of the show. Join Pastor Jeff Shreve each weekday morning at 8 Central for Real Truth for Today on American Family Radio. 80% of the time, an abortion-minded mother who views an ultrasound or sonogram of her baby will choose life. Here's the story of Candace. The sonogram sealed the deal for me. My baby was like this tiny little spectrum of hope. And I saw his heart beating on the screen. And knowing that there's life growing inside, I mean, that sonogram changed my life. I went from just Candace to mom. Thank you to everybody that has given these gifts. You guys are giving more than money. You guys are giving 
love. There are currently pre-born centers which do not have an ultrasound machine. Would you sponsor a machine today? Dial pound 250 and say keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Or go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Your love could save a life. Faith, hope, love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Karl Marx, an emissary of evil, and Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, were evangelists of diametrically opposed messages. Yet they both lived in London at the same time. In fact, when asked the name of the person he most detested, Frederick Engels, Marx's cohort in chaos, responded unequivocally, Spurgeon. A generation later, George Bernard Shaw, a hardcore communist, seethed in hatred for William Booth and his Salvation Army of volunteers. Time and again, robust Christian witness has been the inoculate against the proliferation of Marxist poison in society. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Colossians 1, verse 13. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. When you're up on the mountaintop or walking through the valley below. Jesus is enough. When the storms come crashing in and you're carrying a heavy load. Don't look for the answers in worldly things when your life is tough. Turn it over to Him. Jesus is enough. Amen. That song goes with Proverbs 4, Alex. That's pretty neat. He is enough. Don't listen to worldly flame, fame and let your flame burn out, I would put it that way. Hey, we are taking phone calls. That number, and we have lines open, 888-589-8840. That is 888-589-8840. We'd love for you to call, especially those folks that first-time callers we, we kind of get excited about first-time callers, but we get excited about all of them. But it is great, and I hope you'll do that. Let me give one more number before we go because we don't want you to miss this. This may be more important than calling us today, and that is this pre-born number. It is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or you can go online at AFR.net and let's Keep on helping the good news of Jesus Christ to be shared with those women that come into the crisis pregnancy centers. They're coming in to find information, but they may find out more than that. They may find life in Christ. Yes. Well, Alex, God, uh, yeah. go ahead, Alex. I, I was going to say God saving lives and God saving souls. <laughs> what could be better? It, that, listen, that's awesome. I, I do. I love preborn. Yes. Amen. Well, we're going to open up the phone calls, and folks, the number is 888-589-8840. We would love to hear from you today and have a Bible question, 888-589-8840. First, we go to one of my favorite places anywhere, and that's Texas. And Texas, uh, Dennis in Texas, welcome to the program. Hi, guys. I want to tell you, you have knocked it out of the park today. I've listened to you many times. But this is the most moving of all by far. Bless you. Amen, Dennis. Bless you. Listen, Alex and I, let let me share with you. I think the reason why we get excited about a ministry like Preborn that that shares the gospel, saves lives of even the young lady and especially those children, and it's a concentric circle. It's it's connecting the dots. They go out. It's like that lady was talking. Four people got saved when one person was sharing the gospel. And so, Alex, that is something to get excited about and then turn to the Word of God in Proverbs 4 and see yeah. what he says. Uh, Amen. It's, it's enough to live by, isn't it? Well, well, it is. And and if you hear us getting enthusiastic about the Word of God, we really are. You know, um, Bert and I, very often we're live. Sometimes we pre-record. But the thing is, we'll be reading the Bible, and, I mean, we get excited. <laughs> and and I'm going to say one last thing. You know, I love quotes and everything, but when it's talking about your character 
and your behavior and ultimately your soul. Bert, I heard a saying one time about life, and this is why young people listening, you know, being honest and being diligent. I heard somebody say this, the little things, they're not little. See, because the little things in life, what you think about and what you obsess about and what you put into your mind, it yields itself. And that's why God, God's Word seems so insistent on forsaking evil and pursuing Jesus and righteousness is because the little things yield big results. And it's for our benefit. That's get Nail that down, my son. Solomon was saying, listen to this doctrine. It will bless you. Well, amen. Thank you, Dennis. Bless you. Uh, still in Texas, Lou. Lou, welcome to the program. Thank you. God bless you. Bless you. I enjoy your program almost hey, every we, day. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. I have been um, in the Bible study with uh, Ray Pritchard and enjoying it tremendously. Amen. But um, I feel like all of a sudden I'm under a demonic attack. Okay. Okay. Well, let me. By that I mean, okay, a friend of mine lost her husband a few months ago. So I've been really trying to be there for her. And she just has attacked me in a hurtful way and saying things that no one has ever said to me before. And I just can't. I, I can't handle it. Okay. Well, Lou, thank you for calling. And here we've been praying for people all week. I think this is one of those. Write the name Lou down, L-O-U, and we're praying for you, Lou, all across America. You're in a good Bible study. Ray Pritchard is one yes. of the great Bible teachers of our day. Uh, he's here on today's issues, usually two t- two times a week with Tim and Ed, and and also usually during Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter, uh, Ray will do a 30 to an hour length Bible study that will play over the period of time. So you're in the right way. But Alex, when someone is going into the Word of God, can they expect some uh, pushback from Satan? Well, you know, Christianity is no guarantee of a problem-free life. And in fact, sometimes uh, when you get really serious about the Lord and very committed to God and His Word, that's when uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil seems to conspire to oppose you and oppress you. Lou, I would say this, uh, in a way, I know this sounds probably counterintuitive, but in a way, the persecution of Satan and those around you that uh, are not being as kind as they might ought to be, that's kind of an indicator that you're doing the right things. Because here, here's one of life's challenges. Follow Christ even at the risk of being misunderstood. You know? I, listen, <laughs> I had a man, Bert, he was um, in the church where I was uh, interim pastor, and he felt the call to ministry. In fact, he was probably in his 60s, and he came to me and he said he had been called to the ministry when he was a young man. And I had him teach Sunday school, and I had him preach. And he, he absolutely had the, the gifts, and I felt like there was a call of God on his life. Well, his wife came in the office one day and tore my head off, and she said, don't you be telling my husband that he could preach. You know, And she was raising her voice. She said, God doesn't have a call on his life, and Alex, you stop this right now. I said, ma'am, listen— uh, he, your husband feels led to preach the word. You ought to be happy about that. And uh, it's not me you got a problem with. It's the <laughs> Lord. But here's the thing. Very often, the the world, the flesh, and the devil gang up on you when you get serious about Christ. I would encourage you, Lou, just hang in there, keep on keeping on, and God will strengthen you. Just like in Matthew 4, Satan persecuted Jesus in the wilderness. It says, after this, the devil left him, and angels ministered to him. Bert, I, I think that happens periodically in the seasons of a Christian song. I agree with you fully. We're going to pray for Lou. Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Father, in your power, I pray that you would meet Lou right at the place to encourage her. 
Father, those difficulties, we expect them. They should not overtake us unexpected. But there's going to be those that would come against us, even say difficult and hard things against us. And I pray you would help Lou to stand strong in the power of your might, that your Holy Spirit would minister to her. And as Alex has said, angels can come and minister as well. And I pray, God, that you would prepare her and may she keep on studying your word and may she keep on just sharing with others and serving others in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, Todd in Arkansas, Todd, welcome to exploring the word. Hey guys, thank you very much. Good to have you. I I appreciate what I appreciate what you guys are doing. I have a, a quick question for you. Well, I hope it's quick. Uh a few weeks ago, a, a Jehovah's Witness person and a friend stopped by, and they were started talking with me. And uh, I told them that I was saved by the grace of God and that I knew where I was going uh, when I died for my forever home in heaven. And she started to say that, well, heaven's full. There's only going to be 140-something thousand people there. And I said, I, I told her, well, I, I don't know about don't, you, don't but think I don't so. see that nowhere where it says that. So. Can you explain that, what what she means by that? Okay, Todd, thank you. We can. Alex, 144,000, that's in the book of Revelation. And Chapter these, 7. I, I'm going to quote you. He said, you, you have said this is 144,000 Billy Grahams during the tribulation period going out and sharing the good news of Jesus. You remember saying those things? Amen, amen. <laughs> amen, and, and I'll agree with way, you, brother. <laughs> you know, this is one of those just – egregious errors that the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society has been promoting for over a century now. And I want to say this, the Jehovah's Witnesses are 1,000% wrong on this and so many other things. But in Revelation 7, it's, it's almost kind of like between Revelation 6 and Revelation 8, there's this, um, this opening of a seventh seal and this is during the tribulation, 144,000 Jewish Billy Grahams go forth preaching the gospel. And it lists in Revelation 7, um, from 4 through 8, the different tribes. And 12,000 from Judah, and 12,000 from Reuben and Asher. And they go forth, and sadly they're martyred and persecuted and killed by the Antichrist, but this, these are the Jewish evangelists during the tribulation. And Bert, I got to tell you, um, and and my heart breaks for these people because they're misled, they're unsaved. But I've never figured out how in the world they got Revelation seven to mean the population of heaven. Goodness gracious! That, that it is. I don't understand it. Let me just share this with you. That's why. Reading the Bible in the context in which it's given is so important that you don't jump from what it says here and then, okay, I'm going to tie it into what it says there. Now, there is that of running references. We believe that. We share that. But you always look at the context. That is completely out of context from where the 144,000 even is, is shared, Alex. So you're right on. Where do we go to next? Well, we're going to go to Mary in Tennessee. Mary, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, guys, for taking my call. I've, I do have a quick question. This one is, um, and I know I've read it somewhere in the Bible, but I can't remember where it was. What's the difference in a single prayer and the prayers of many? Oh, wow. Thank you, Mary. Uh, you know, I, I've heard this. Let me give you an illustration real quick. Alex won't take me long. One of my favorite evangelists that's ever been was a man called Manly Beasley. He's gone to be of the Lord now. He was just a great revivalist, just a great teacher. I heard him several times, and and he was preaching, and he would preach a week, take off a week, and then go preach the other week because he would give himself time to pray during that week. He was off and asked the church that he was going to to pray. Well, he messed up one time and got two in a row, and he went down to a church down, matter of fact, in uh, southern Alabama, and the Spirit of God just broke out all over that place, and he knew he hadn't spent time in praying like he should have. And he asked the pastor, have y'all really prayed about this? The pastor admittedly, shamingly said no. But that Sunday night, this young girl came down, 
and her mother had come down and was saved, and that little girl had said, this is what I've been praying for. This is what I've been praying for. Manly Beasley said, there it is. Sometimes the the prayers of one person may be even more significant than the prayers of many, Alex. God hears those prayers, but it does sure help to have many praying, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. And so uh, we believe in prayer. We believe in corporate prayer and intercession. And uh, praise God. We uh, Listen, Martin Luther said the one who could set the church to praying would be the greatest of all reformers. So bless you. Well, Josiah in Texas. Josiah, now that's a biblical name, I'm going to tell you. Yes, sir. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead, Josiah. Hey, how's it going, guys? I appreciate you guys, you know, being on the air and sharing some pretty solid biblical truths with everybody. Um, I see sense on, you know, other people my age, young Christian men, and how important it is for us to make sure that we have people to keep us accountable in our life um, and making sure we're, you know, studying to show ourselves approved and um, understanding how to defend the faith and um, understanding what it means to be a Christian and living a pure life. Um, and, you know, like the book of Proverbs, I think all Christian men just like thoroughly study the book of Proverbs and just aspects mm. like that, that encourage people to have those accountability partners and Amen. confess your faults one to another and also out loud to God. But Amen. Josiah, <laughs> you'll hear Alex and myself talk a lot a bit about accountability Matter of fact, it was even this week we were talking about our cell phones and and letting our wives, our spouse, look at the cell phones and yeah. what's coming over. We've talked about having that accountability with other people. Listen, Jesus didn't send them out one by one. He sent them out two by two. And and there was yes, there's strength in that number, but also there's accountability in that number too, isn't there, Alex? There is, and tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send an email to Brent Austin, our producer. Uh, Bert, we've talked very often about John Wesley and the Holy Club questions. Yes, Um, The first, as far as I can tell, accountability clubs where men would get together and they would look eyeball to eyeball and ask themselves some hard questions. I've typed this up, and I'm going to send that because, listen, we, we know God is watching. But when we understand that we're being prayed for and we're accountable to the body of Christ around us, you know, it'll help us have the incentive to walk right. Alex, I got it. Was it 22 questions he came up with that they were to ask one another? You know, uh, the list I've got is 20, but I'm going to send it to Brent Austin right now. Okay. Uh, If you don't need 22 or 20, Chuck Swindoll developed some and he developed eight questions. And when I was pastoring full-time, we would ask that question every week. What have you been doing? How's your time with the Lord? Have you been right with God? And and so accountability with great questions are a blessing in our life. Hey, tomorrow is Fire Away Friday, so we want you to call us in. And that number, we'll be ready and we'll be praying as we get ready to see what God can do. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.